developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Episode 41 of This Is Us Too is brought to you by Minute With Mary. It's a minute with me. The holidays are coming up. Your skin is probably changing because the seasons are changing. And you might be scratching your head thinking... I want to look a little zhuzhed up for the holidays, but I don't know where to start. Oh, my friend, I am here to help zhuzh. Yes, zhuzh. I would love to zhuzh. Search the hashtag Minute with Mary on Facebook and request to join my marvelous VIPs. Love to have you there. I have this dream and I want to give it a shot. Oh, you should. You have a really beautiful voice. Thank you. Jack. Yeah. Love is the key. No Do you have a dream? A little flame to dance in the dark. <laughs> Sorry. Is that a stupid question? No. No, I, I just... No one's ever really asked me that before. Um... Right now, I, I just want to make sure my mom is okay. Get her settled at her friend's place, and then, uh, I don't know, a uh, decent job, a wife, family, a house that feels nothing like the one that I grew up in. Is that a stupid answer? Welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hi, everybody, and welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and I think that banana pudding ice cream sounds disgusting oh my gosh all i want is it with like crumbled up nilla wafers oh my on god I, I i heard that and i gagged oh it I gagged sounds internally. like ice what is that ice box cake that's like, even that's worse literally what i'm picturing and i even, think it's so delicious even worse you don't like banana pudding no with nilla wafers i don't want banana pudding i don't want banana anything banana no. nothing I, I, the only way i want banana is if it's sloth slabbered or slothered slathered slathered sl- yes yeah, sla- there you go slathered <laughs> slathered, <yeah. laughs> slathered in chocolate frosting that's the only way i want banana in any way in my life <laughs> and maybe if it's in cake form you obviously have not had quality icebox cake. oh my God. i don't even know why it's called that but it's downright icebox delicious it's gross too it's just a <laughs> bunch of stuff they put in a can and freeze it Ugh. anyway this episode i felt like i found myself 
going towards the whole dream sequence with Kate. And I know that there are a lot of people out there that didn't quite like this dream sequence. Mm -hmm. I kind of understand it. It's a, a little tad gimmicky for me. It's like, it's, you know, like, hey, look at this. We have three Kates all together. But, you know, I found myself really gravitating towards it because... I remember when my mom died and actually for years and years and years after I had the same recurring dream with my mom and it was of she and I, we were on a cruise ship. Actually, when she and I, when I was a kid, my, my family, uh, my mom, my dad, they always took me on cruises. My sisters were much older than I was. So they, my sisters were already out of the house. And after my mom died, well, we wanted cruises and we used to, you know, hang out and go to shows and, you know, do all the stuff, you know, that you do on cruises. And at the time when I was a kid, cruises were special, dude. They had like, it was white glove service. I'm not saying Titanic special, but it was special. Now, anybody could go on a cruise and, and anybody, and that's great, but anybody can do it. And the service is terrible now and the food's not as good. Not all the time, but, but I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? But at, at the time it was very special. My mother, for formal nights, she used to get dressed up in these really expensive like sequence gowns and my, you wear tuxes. It was a thing, right? So after my mother died, I, I had uh, recurring dreams of my mom and I had it for years. Um, anytime I dreamed of her, I was dreamed that she and I uh, and my dad, but more specifically, she and I were at like one of those bars that uh, like one of those like martini bars. And and in those martini bars, they used to have like jazz bands, and they they would play. Okay. And you would dance and whatever. And I always used to, my mom always used to ask me to dance, and I never wanted to dance with my mom because it was weird, it was creepy. You dance with your mom, you know, like I didn't want to do that. But I would do it because she's my mom and I loved her and whatever. So I would have this recurring dream of dancing with my mom. Ooh. And uh, I was in a tux and she was in her gown, and we were talking, and I would always say, "Mom." where are you? Where did you go? And she's saying, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Just dance. It's fine. I'm here. You're here. And I would say, mom, like I would get emotional. And, um, I would, I would always want to know where she was and why, why can't I be with you? Why can't you come back? She's like, I'm always there. Don't worry. Just dance. And she would smile. And then I would wake up and I'm sobbing in my dream, you know, in, in yeah. my bed and, uh, you know, my pillow would be soaked and uh, I'd be sweating and it'd be, it'd be like a whole thing. And I always felt like my mom was kind of talking to me in my time of need when I was, you know, secretly really and unknowingly really depressed about it. Mm -hmm. uh, I always had recurring dreams of my mom dancing on a cruise ship with a wow. gown and asking her where she was and if she was okay. And she always told me to smile and, and dance. And that's why I can get on board with what happened with Kate and, wow. and Jack. You just got so flipping deep. Man. <laughs> Sorry, it's the truth. I, I know it's the truth. I didn't know she came to you in dreams too. Oh, oh yeah, no, for years. They, they haven't been around as much lately. Because she's been showing up in mine. She's been showing up in your dreams. That's weird. All right, so the title for this one is called <laughs> Katie Girls. The director was Rebecca Asha. She uh, has directed another episode of This Is Us called The Big Amazing Beautiful Life, which was the penultimate episode of season two. She's also directed some other shows, Superstore, Grace and Frankie, Young Sheldon, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, and The Neighbors, which is Dan Fogelman's previous show before This Is Us. And the writer was Julia Brownell. 
You don't know that name because no. she's a brand new executive co-producer of This Is Us for season three. And this is actually her first writing credit for This Is Us. Congratulations. She's actually also written for uh, that show The Path on Amazon about a boy, uh, Parenthood. Hey, hey. And Zach Stone is going to be famous. Now, that show, Zach Stone is going to be famous, is a little known show on MTV. Why is that show so important? Why am I mentioning it? Why is it one of the first shows that MTV, MTV put out as one of their original programming after like the real world or whatever? No idea. Because it also featured a young Isaac Aptaker and Elizabeth Berger. It was one of their first shows they ever written for. So that's how they know Julia Brownell. Cool. So uh, co-executive producer, what is that? Co-executive producer is kind of like... Um, Almost like a second in charge um, or someone who reports immediately and uh, only to the executive producer of the show. And the executive producers could be many people. It could mm-hmm. be Elizabeth Berger and Isaac Aptaker. It could be, it, that could be uh, Dan Fogelman. It could be Glenn Ficarra and John Requa. It could be all of those guys. And this person is kind of like the second in charge. She's, she's continuing to go up the ladder of all the different writings. Um, and in her way, she's a writer for the show. So when you become a co-executive producer, it's something that's granted to you as kind of a thank you by the executive producer. And you are part of the uh, one of the few primary creative contributors to a series. Okay, cool. Uh, so that is what a co-executive producer does. Nice. All right, let's talk about the Lemonade rating what for this episode what do you have? of 4.9. 4.9, how come? I really, really liked this episode. Mm-hmm. Things kept surprising me. And even before we started recording, I was like, Blake, we're going to have to be careful with how long this episode goes because so much happened in it. Like, so much happened in it. So many people were in it. Yes. We got Jack. We got William. Mm-hmm. We had these little glimpses of these people who we know and love, who we haven't, we don't really get to see that much because neither of them are alive in the current storyline. Mm-hmm. It was great. I had a lot of fun. I'll go into it in a little bit, but 4.9. I'm giving this a 4.7. I think we're on the right path here. Are we getting full-on horses yet? No, we still got some ponies. But I think, I, and, I, and I say that because I think the show is still trying to do way too much. I mean, between Kevin and Zoe and going to Vietnam, Randall running for a councilman and that whole thing, Beth getting fired, Toby and Kate's issues, and all of the stuff with Rebecca and Jack. I, I, it's a lot. It's yeah, a, it lot a lot to throw at you. And again, like we had last episode, I feel like we're getting a little bit of whiplash here, but I think they're on the right path. I think they're on the right they're, yes. they're going the right way. Yes. Uh, and I can appreciate that. What do you got for your GBG? Okay, my good, my bad, my great. My good for this episode is the Toby, Beth, Miguel group text, the new <laughs> big three. And I shared a little video in our This Is Us 2 Facebook group. So go there. What <laughs> that text might be like. My bad, Zoe. Okay? Oh, yeah. I just got not, not such a good taste in my mouth still, with this episode of Zoe. Still out on Zoe, huh? Still out. Still <laughs> out. And my great yep. was washing dishes together. First off, seeing Jack roll up his sleeves and start to wash oh, dishes. Oh, take his watch off. Yes. Oh. However... Jack totally handed Rebecca a soapy dish and she dried it. And I was like, it's not clean yet, guys. There's still soap on it. Oh, well, here we go. <laughs> How about you? For me, my good was the lighting in Kate's dream sequence when she was under uh, the anesthesia. Yeah. Uh, I have to give the director of photography, otherwise known as um, 
uh, a DP. Um, the, the guy's name is Yasu Tanita. I believe that's how you pronounce it. I have to give him a ton of credit. He chose to have the old Pearson house the way that it was like back in like the 80s. Uh-huh. And it was like really hazy, almost ethereal feeling, like yeah. kind of lit state. And even if the windows, if you go back and watch, the windows are white hot. They're white hot. Yeah. And there's it's like so, so much light that it's searing to the eye. Um, it's almost as if like Kate is really stepping foot into her subconscious. And if she went out of the house, she'd be going straight into a like a white blank space like mm-hmm. the Matrix. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yes. what it felt like to me. Yes. I really appreciated that. The bad. Randall flying across the country twice in what appeared to be <laughs> one day. <laughs> People do it. People do it. I mean, that's that's a lot. I mean, if they're in Pittsburgh or if they're in New York, that means he's got to fly all the way to California. That's yeah. a five-hour flight. At least. At the least. That's if you're getting tailwinds. Yeah. <laughs> right? Hopefully so he used miles. That's 10 hours worth of flying in one day. You only got 24 hours in one day. You got to sleep for eight of them. What are we doing? Well, Kate was only under for 30 minutes. I, oh, man. That's so, how long that takes. So is he really flying back for Sky? Come on, man. Is he really flying back for her, for Chi-Chi's daughter? Come on, I don't think so. And secondly, well, I think he had. I think if anything, he was like, "Okay, she's alive." Uh, I just had to sit through Toby, um, you know, doing his five yeah. minutes of work. What am I supposed to do now? I don't know. And and him going to see Kate at a moment's notice like that is crazy. I know it's Beth. Randall. It's I know Randall. Beth. That said, you know, Randall overreacts to stuff with his siblings, and obviously he does. But. I felt like him going over there was just an excuse to get Kate and Randall together for the story itself. On the flip side, though, if it wasn't a plane, because remember, Randall has cash to burn. He bought that car with cash. If it wasn't a plane, and if your best friend, okay, because you like, or your siblings, mm-hmm. had a major thing and they could have possibly died from it, and you didn't get to say you were sorry, you would have driven in your car eight hours. Uh, maybe. I but, but here's the thing. Here's the I problem would've. that I have with it. Nothing in the story is either changed or truly affected by Randall going across the country. Nothing. You could take that whole bit out and nothing changes. It just shows us how just... A much money Randall can burn, but 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 that's that's when you know a decision that you make in a plot choice isn't always the best choice. When you can remove a character or a decision, and it still doesn't affect the outcome of the episode, and this is also a problem with having characters across the country from each other, right? Like in order to get a meaningful interaction between all of them or any of them, so that they don't they don't feel like separate stories just happening to be playing in the same show. Which I'm looking at you, Better Call Saul. You have to invent reasons for them to be near each other. And that was my bad for the whole thing. So they just all need to move to the East Coast. Is uh, what you're either saying. they move to the East Coast or they move to the West Coast. Okay. And, I'm, and I'm not saying they have to do that. I'm just saying that's the issue that you get yeah. when you have a show like this, when you have characters set apart so from far each other. Apart, so yes. far apart. You know, that's what you run into. What was your great? My great. My great was the ending. Kate and Jack washing dishes. Right. Oh, my God. Now, listen, I didn't say it was a horse. I didn't say this episode was a horse, but I realized as I was watching this, all I could think of was one thing, and it was a song, and I realized that anytime that there's anything that is really good that happens on This Is Us or anything from now on, I'm going to play this. So this was outstanding. I'm giving giving an outstanding. You know, it was so good. 
I'm giving two outstandings, and, and those are for you who love the Gap Band, because that's all I could think of. I, all I could think of was that song when I when I saw this. Love it. Um, yes, it's gorgeous. It's romantic. You know, and apparently they're going to L.A., but it's a small, quiet scene that tells a story unto itself. I mean, with each glance, there's like this unsaid line like, holy crap, she's actually cleaning with me? She's here? Or, wow, I, I didn't expect this, you know? like Or, he's cleaning. He's a man, and he's cleaning. Right, right. So, This Is Us has made their bones on the tool of, of bookending, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about that many times. And this is a slight twist on that tool of bookending. It's almost like a bit of ironic bookending, showing the episode beginning with Rebecca's parents' relationship, the role of women in the 50s, and where how they were expected to even act. And even Jack's dad and his mom, the, the same thing. And, of course, Rebecca wanting nothing to do with any of that. But when she sees the gender flip with Jack just washing dif- dishes after he made dinner and his mom and her friend went for a walk and Jack not asking Kate for any, um, Kate, Rebecca, any for any help whatsoever, yes, yes. by the way, uh, she sees that not only is he a different guy, one that she has a good feeling about but one that she actually wants to live in this life together. Mm -hmm. They are equals. One where she wants to want to do the dishes with him. It's like this scene was like, uh, it's like if the breakup in Mona Lisa Smile had a baby. I don't really know that movie that well. (laughs) Which one? Mona, oh. You know Mona Lisa Smile, the one with Julia Roberts. Oh, okay. I thought you said the breakup in Mona Lisa Smile, and I'm like, I don't know what that means. Well, I thought that was an entire title. No, no, no. The breakup in Mona Lisa Smile. Okay, I now understand. The The Jennifer Aniston movie where she gets waxed. Yes. And then the Mona Lisa Smile movie with like. Right. Because it has an ending that you don't expect. You don't expect Rebecca to be like, oh, okay, I'll just wash dishes. And the breakup is where I want you to want to do the dishes. He's like, why would I want to do the dishes? It's ridiculous. I like that you didn't laugh about my breakup. The only thing I took from it was Jennifer Aniston got waxed. (laughs) (laughs) So I I love this scene and everything that entails. Because yes, it's love at first sight. And yes, they can be spontaneous and going to L.A. But it's also a sign for what is to come for Rebecca. Being at home. Children. Jack being at work, not being in California singing, but washing dishes and letting her career go down the drain. Ooh, deep. Which only deep. En- which only enriches Moonshadow even more when Jack tells her it's a it's not a career singing in pubs, and that's why she's so hurt by it. Ooh, this yes. whole scene, this whole scene. Dan Fogelman teased it saying, you know, it reminded him of Ghost, like mm. the, the the amount of like romanticism involved yep. in it. Now, it's not Ghost. We're not doing pottery here. We don't have Patrick Swayze shirtless with Demi Moore. Yes. You know, doing yes. pottery. Yes. But, and I will always welcome Ghost. Uh, ghost should get an outstanding, okay? Yes. Um, but it is reminiscent of that in that kind of romantic kind of way. And this whole ending, it was one. it's one thing I'll never forget, and it was gorgeous. So, you ready for the big three feedback? Yep. And we said... That's three. Big three? Big three! So J.L. LaCrae says, I'm going to rate this episode 4.9. It wasn't totally gut-wrenching, but man, did it hit me in unexpected and really personal ways. The good was Jack freaking out over the grenade. It wasn't something I I expect him to hit me as hard as it did. But seeing uh, as my husband is a vet, it's the reaction I'd expect from him with our son. The great was Randall flying across the country... 
across the country to visit Kate. My uncle actually did this, something similar for my mom because he needed to just see that she was okay. And the best, because she did a good, great best, it's a tie between the scene with Kate and Jack and Rebecca and Jack. Both were so powerful in such different ways. To see Kate really want to stay with Jack reminded me of a dream I had when I went through something similar with my grandmother shortly after her passing. And the final scene with Jack and Rebecca was so understated but perfect and it portrayed their bond and friendship even in those early stages. Oh, awesome. Sandy Campbell says, that was a very strong 4.8 Lemonades. I think that was the most cohesive episode so far this season. The good was the peripheral characters really shone brightly, especially Beth as usual. And Beth channeling Miguel was brilliant and funny. (laughs) I love that she, Miguel, and Toby have a mostly GIF chat thread. Sometimes they talk about how messed up the Pearsons are. That was awesome. Her bad was my heart broke for Beth when she was let go. I've been in that situation Given, vir- given virtually the same reasoning and it's completely crap feeling. I think she showed her strength, making her manager clarify what was really happening. But for him to say that she wasn't as valuable was a knife through the heart. And her great was what an interesting thread they wove through the episode. The role women play, what it means to be a mom a wife, how things have changed so much over the years and how fascinating that Rebecca was so close to her ex-boyfriend's mom like that. What I loved about it was that it showed how different circumstances show no matter how strong women are. Now, Jack's mom, for example, leaving that situation with Jack's help and it definitely could have gone either way. Rebecca watching her mom as she grew up, knowing that that wasn't the life that she wanted. And I'm pretty sure that we saw the moment she fell in love with Jack Mm. when she watched him clear the table and go to the sink and wash the dishes. It wasn't washing the dishes. It wasn't, it was that he actually didn't fit the typical role expectation. That's what she wanted. And Kate being strong and standing up for what she wants. This whole episode was so well tied together by this thread. Totally agree. And Robin Bellis Hughes says, I'm just going to give it a four, Lemonades. The great was Randall's heart. It's so big and the realization that he was just like Jack, all of the feels. The good was Kate's anesthesia-induced dream and her not wanting to wake up with Jack. The the tears were rolling down her face. And the bad was, and it's only four Lemonades, because I still feel like something is missing. It's moving slowly, and I feel that there continues to be too many questions and not enough answers. I was hoping for a bit more from this one. You know, I could appreciate that, but then also I remember that this series has so many episodes and this is only number three. Right. They've really got to like put all the puzzle pieces in place. So let me ask you, has there been a more cathartic moment in this show than when Kevin finally got his due praise at the premiere? Randall's tear. Oh, Oh, man. Looking over and seeing Kate and looking at Rebecca tell him that he was amazing. Mm -hmm. Kevin sitting there hearing everyone cheer and that little look on his face like, I think, did I do it? Did I actually (laughs) do it? What a moment. You're I mean, we just talked about star. it last time. You're a freaking movie star. Yeah. Oh, good. Way to go, Beth. Way to go. So, uh, Jane Kaczmarek from Malcolm in the Middle. I've been dying to hear from her and see her and see where she came from. That woman holds a large place in my heart. I love how she told the story of her husband, her dad letting her to go, go to college only if she studied English and staying with her man, what eventually became her husband, even though he's not the most handsome man on the planet. But he gave him the free, gave her, he gave her the freedom to be herself. I mean, does she know something about 
uh, her son, who I will, I refuse to call Alan, which it's is Alan. His, it's not Alan. I'm calling it's him Logan. Alan, okay. M- mustache Alan. I'm, I'm still going to call him Logan. Uh, that does she know about something about him that we don't? And how did you, how did you, darling, feel about uh, Logan's mom? I loved her. I loved her. I loved her breaking it down and saying, Rebecca, I am so proud of you for standing up for you and for choosing not to go to London. That's how I knew that you were amazing. And mm-hmm. so I was a huge fan. I sat there. I said, Way to go! Because let's be real. Alan was flipping bold, showing up three years later, flowers, and then brings Rebecca over to his parents' house Yeah, for dinner, That's... and then says, move to New York. I mean, Alan literally was just like, here's everything I've dreamt up for us. Bold move, my he, friend. And I'm going to ask you in front of my parents, because if you say no, you're going to look like a jerk. <laughs> okay? Obviously, Rebecca loves his mom, and I'm so happy that she has this figure, who's another strong woman, mm-hmm. um, and- you can tell that the whole conversation that Rebecca had with his mom in the kitchen talking about Jack, you know, saying, but there's this one guy, doesn't really have any dreams, but, you know, he's there. I am so happy that the mother pretty much made Rebecca decide to go ch- chase after Jack. I was because, just going to ask you, yeah. Yeah, because, um, you know, at first I was like, wow, that's weird. But on the flip side, as a mother myself, if my child... We're about to like pretty much propose. I mean, let's be real. This boy's been in love with Rebecca since high school, right. was away from her for three years in London, still hasn't found anyone else like her and still wants her, wants to move. I mean, this this boy's got it hard for Rebecca. If I was a mother and some girl was coming over having dinner with my son and my son was like, this is the woman. And that woman was like, yeah, you know, but there's someone else. I'd be like, Go. Go yeah, away. Go. Don't break my son's heart. If you are not 100% on the Larson clan choo-choo train, I, I wish you best of luck. I wish you best of luck. But if, you, if you're not here, if you're not 100% here, good luck, girl. I like you. I still like you. All the power. But I feel like this woman knows that Rebecca would have just not been with the guy after all because he wasn't the one. Yeah. So she saved her son a lot of heartache. I like that Rebecca had enough of a strong relationship with this woman where she could even say that to 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 Logan's mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where she's like where she could admit to her, I can't stop thinking about this guy. And that that shows you, you know, it's going to sound really cheesy. It shows you the power of love, really. It shows the power you of love. I, I know, it shows you that sometimes there are things that are in your brain and you can't get them out. And I like that. So it's easy, I think, to say this episode is a Kate-centric episode, uh, obviously given the the title um, and all the things that happen. I mean, between the blow-up with Randall, the dream sequence, obviously, uh, the acquisition of the, the eggs that she's been trying to harvest. Uh, I think I would argue that this is actually a Rebecca episode. What would you say to this, my darling? A Pearson episode. Oh, look at you on the fence. <laughs> too many people, too many things. Uh, everything. I mean, think about how much time we spent with each of the big three. I almost would argue that we had equal screen time with all of the Pearsons. Uh, yeah, my, my argument against that would mm-hmm. be it starts off with Rebecca and it starts off with the role of women yeah. in the 50s and whatever. Uh, and... None of the other Pearson stories have something to say about that necessarily, whereas the Rebecca and Jack story really do, uh, and the way that it ends. I disagree. 
Okay, go ahead. Tell so me why. So Beth is struggling with like her role as a woman and as a wife and trying to like, okay, like man stuff has to come first and she's trying to bite it down and twiddling her fingers. And, um, you know, even, even with, with Kate, you Mm -hmm. know, what role as a woman and as a mom does she want? Does she want the traditional Mm -hmm. husband, wife, make it their own baby? So, you know, one of our listeners had said like this was all about the different roles that not all of them, but several different roles that women can go through and the different mm-hmm. varieties and ways of it. How'd you feel about Kate giving Randall the business? Loved it. Oh my gosh. When she was like, oh, I'm sorry that it was so easy for Beth to get pregnant. And of course I didn't mean it in that way, you fool. Like, you know, <laughs> I want to have my own kid. You don't even know what it's like. And I was like, yes, Kate. Yes. High five to you. <laughs> high fives. And you just saw Randall like go, oh my God. Right. I totally am a doofus. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> and even him is saying, like, having a hard time admitting the fact that he was a doofus. You're yep. like, oh, man, come mm-hmm. on, Randall. What, what are we doing here, bro? Um, all right, so let's just do this. Let, let's get it out of the way. Let's talk about uh, the Kate dream sequence. Okay. How did you feel about it? You know, I could do without all the Kates, to be honest. Right? How having, co- well, why? Ha- because teenage Kate, we get it. You're emo. You're in your eyeliner phase still. I get it. It was important. I, it was beautiful to see all of these Kates together. This is the first time that these women were able to share the screen together. Sure. All of it them. was interesting to see as a viewer, as we have been able to be a part of each of these women's lives. Mm-hmm. But I just spent a little too much time with cranky teenage Kate and not enough time with Jack. Yeah, I wanted more time with Jack. <laughs> right? I'm like, I get it. I get it. I want more time with Jack. Right. And and listen, I know that a lot of people, again, like I said earlier, weren't big on the whole Kate dream sequence thing. They they were out on it. Okay. Like I said, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of in on it. I like it. Uh, Some people thought it was heaven and they thought that was cheap. And I don't think that it was heaven. I think it was just Kate's subconscious. I think it was just something that Kate agree. sees within herself. That's how I think. She it. has the, the way that Jack looked. It was '80s Jack. It was mustache dad, mm-hmm. uh, Jack. And I think that is when Kate has her most fond memories of her dad. So for him to appear that way within mm-hmm. her subconscious would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but Those I'm banana cream ice cream and, and, Jack. Yeah, and the banana pudding cream ice yep. cream whatever it is. I'm on board with the whole sequence because there's a difference between being gimmicky and something being written poorly, right? Just because it's a gimmick doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just a choice to portray an event that you wouldn't normally Agreed. be able to do otherwise, yeah. right? Yes, we have, it's great seeing Kate walk through a hospital, and yes, having the two younger Kates lay it on so thick about being, between being happy mm-hmm. and then the mad, sad, insecure, <laughs> devastated Kate uh, in the teenage years. It was on the nose. Yeah. But remember the gimmick that was used in the trip, Randall going on, on a mushroom trip trip in order for him to Correct. talk to his dad, right? Correct. That is also a gimmick. And by now, all big three have seen have had a scene with adult Jack. This was Kate's first real scene Yay. with adult Jack. I mean, she had a moment with him or in the wedding Kate. episode. Yes, but it, oh, right. it, it yes. was wasn't something that we could really dig our teeth into. It was just kind of a, a brief flash, a brief this camera was like shot. The interaction one, right? So, but remember back again to the trip with. Uh, Rebecca trying desperately to keep all the doors locked and the yep. windows and running back around and 
this show that's me after I watch a horror movie by the way. like me <laughs> on, on Halloween when Blake's like let's watch our once a year scary movie that is me <laughs> that was me after uh, Paranormal Activity exactly couldn't sleep for a week after that film <laughs> I thought if I cuddled Mary like extra close oh. the monster wasn't going to get me I swear to God that is the absolute truth but remember <laughs> back to that scene right that this show this is us is on the nose that's it's made its bones on that Either you can accept it or you can't. But what works so well, in my opinion, about this whole sequence is the fact that Kate is finally getting to interact with her dad mm-hmm. when she turns around and says, Dad? Like, like, oh my God, you're, you're here. Yes. You're yes. here. Um, and then Jack's response is just a simple, hi, Katie girl. <sighs> the, 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 think of that. Think oh, of that. The Katie girl. The, that whole sequence is is really a beautiful thing and something that it truly was I think if you haven't lost a parent or a friend or a brother or something if you had a dream sequence like that in your own life and they had something that they called you to the effect of Katie girl it it would be very cathartic and like right. is it is it a little cheesy that you know angsty devastated Kate's like stay here adult Kate no, but don't you're people say that they kind of have a choice when you're on that line, that you kind of have a choice if you want to keep living and not? Sure. So, yeah, and, I didn't think it was I too mean, much. And I, and I get it. I, I totally get it. Um, but I, I also thought it was significant that they are back in the ice cream shop, uh, too, getting the... Getting the uh, banana pudding. B- banana, bu- the banana pudding ice cream. And then seeing Kate look at the big three babies and then an empty baby bin for her i think i'm gonna make you like this is us food and it's gonna be lemonade and banana pudding ice cream <laughs> uh and lasagna are you in or out on the whole councilman randall storyline totally out I'm Randall. Out like you don't even live in south philadelphia how can you rent for office there born and unless, raised uh, well that's west philadelphia <laughs> oh sorry unless okay i'm so, thinking south detroit sorry truth be told when you're in a pageant a beauty pageant <laughs> If you can either live, no! <laughs> live there, go to school there, or work there. So many women actually like compete in multiple pageants if they don't get into the one that they originally like are closest to. I don't think that's how it works in politics. Like just because Randall owns property there, I don't think means that he'll be able to run. But I guess we're gonna find out. Mm. But he obviously didn't think it very through. Um, but whatever. I mean, I've come home and said some crazy things to you after I have a nice long drive, and I said, this is what I want to do. I totally want to make a podcast about This Is Us. We've never watched it, but I totally think we should do yeah, it. And we're going to do it in the same time as we're doing Outlander. Guess and, what? And we're going to like cram it all in. And, in then like I'm gonna, I'm, and then I'm going to run for councilwoman. Oh, yeah. I wanted to do that so yes, bad. Yes, you did. And what's your nickname that I call you? Leslie Nope. <laughs> so because I, Mary is always out there to help. <laughs> so I totally believe Randall tries to do this. I will be interested to see if he possibly can. I don't fault him for being a bad husband. Mm. You know, I mean, he came home. He has a lot of emotions. He probably drank a couple of five-hour energies on the plane. <laughs> Couple, like so, um, down the whole yeah, plane. I'm not like I'm not watching this episode saying Randall's a bad husband. I'm not. I know some people are like, oh, he should pay attention to Beth. Beth also needs to speak up. Yeah, and maybe later tonight, Randall should say, "Honey, how was your day?" Well, but, she did admit to him that she got fired. Oh yeah, she did admit. Oh yeah, and then so, it was like, quiet and like cut. Yeah, so I feel like it's it's gonna they're gonna have yeah. that conversation. I don't think Randall's a bad guy. I don't think so either. I think he just gets caught up. 
I think I think he gets caught up in all the things. Yes. Okay, Leslie. Yes, you do. And as much as I didn't like Randall going across the country, downing all the five hour energies that there was on the plane, there was actually a great conversation and confession between he and Toby about their emotions and how they are either depressed and or anxious. And trying to balance being human with being masculine. So how great is this that we got to see these different varieties of women and moms and what that role might be and then having these two amazing men humorous who make us laugh all the time who are also able to bear you know what it's like to be a man Mm. and really the things that they feel like in their role they need to hide now if you wanted to make an argument to me that the purpose of randall going across the country is to have this conversation with toby i would agree um yes i would I would. Ha- I, I'm not saying. I'm not saying you're right. I'm saying there's a conversation to be had. It's Toby waving a little flag, saying, "Here's my little hint, family." Well, here it is. They learn about each other. That's the one thing that comes out of this mm-hmm. whole sequence. Mm-hmm. They learn about each other, and it finally proves the connection between Jack's stoicism and who he and how he passed it down to his kids. Yeah. Remember, they they were looking at each other, saying, "You know, because you know." Man, you know yes. they're they're banging their chest like you gotta you gotta hold all that stuff down, which I feel like in and of itself is a piece of Jack that actually Randall has right. That is something that Agreed. he can actually pass down to his kids. Uh, it may not be the best thing ever, but it is a part of Jack. And he, he's saying that we always try to find we're trying to find these pieces that always keep him alive, yeah, keep him going in our lives. Um, and it was almost like Toby was gonna. Um, tell randall about his about his depression so like, close like it was he was going to tell him about the pills yes it was it was inches away milliseconds yep. away and the doctor comes and and uh now and, and stops the conversation on that topic like does toby do you think toby's going to go back on the meds now that he's done his deed in the cup like he he can go back to having low sperm oh, count. Oh, good count. one! You know good what I mean. One. So maybe what we saw in the future has nothing to do with this particular time of going off his meds. Maybe that was like a red herring. Yep. And now that he's done his deed, he's gotten all of his good soldiers out. <laughs> he's done his deed. He can go back. <laughs> uh, that's possible. That is possible. It makes me wonder if this is the this is the beginning of the whole her situation. Because remember, we have Randall. Yep. And we have. Um, uh, Toby yes. in the fast forwards. Yes. So I wonder if, if that's what the deal is. Okay. Um, so, oh, well, lastly. Yes. William and Beth. Oh my gosh. Swoon. Give it to me. Give it to me. Oh, Swoon. Swoon. Yes. Uh, what he says about being the How base. is this lastly? How are you saying that this is lastly? Because oh, I just thought about it. You're skipping Kevin. Oh, Kevin, that's right. God, everyone. (laughs) And where's Kevin? Oh, yeah, he's dead. (laughs) You did it. Shame. (laughs) He's dead. I could tell you were the middle child, the forgotten child. Kevin Kevin getting grilled about, not grilled, but you know. I deserve another one. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Shame. Because I love Kevin and my love for Kevin grows and it grew so much more in this episode as well. His little sweetness, just loving on Zoe. This is my, uh, my Zoe. 
Right. <laughs> so cute. And then I can't even. And all of his outfits oh, and how he's just man. so raw and how he doesn't really know what his dad did. Yes. And, and that then, was actually a powerful scene too. I can't believe I forgot to talk about yes. this. What was I like, what am I And then thinking? the flashback with his dad playing with the grenade and his dad right. coming back. And you get to see those model planes. We've seen this before. We've had him talk about Great it. Great call When he was eating the pickles at the funeral. Right. Okay. He's talked about making model planes with his dad. He's talked about this stuff. Yep. And yet he doesn't know exactly if his dad was in combat. And I loved what the interviewer got to say was a lot of men from that time didn't talk about what happened to them. Right. And then and just see, this was a beautifully shot sequence because mm-hmm. it came right up on uh, Justin Hartley's face. Mm-hmm. And it was... All of the emotion was there. He, Can't he didn't you have Kevin. I did. I, I did. I'm sorry. I screwed it up. Yes, you did. And you know what it is? It's because I'm out on Zoe. I, I'm I'm like putting Zoe out of my existence right now. I know. And right now she's entangled. I don't like it. I don't like it. But going back, <laughs> going back to William and Beth. Before I okay. forget this one yes. too, I don't get another shame bell. Um, when he talks about being the bass and the trumpet <gasps> and how that changed this, this was all Megan Trainer is all about that bass. I know. Okay. <laughs> what do I always say is my favorite instrument to listen to in jazz? The bass. The bass. Yes, I think it's, it's true. The sexiest instrument. I I know. Calm down. Yep. Calm oh, down. I'm getting all a flutter. And as he started to say this, I was like, yes. Yes, I love that like musicians were able to like interweave a little goodness into this to help with William's knowledge <laughs> and that conversation between him and Beth and someday you're going to have to take the solo. Oh, and it's so true. It's so I mean for those of you who have been married for quite some time uh, or those of you who have been dating another person for quite some time. Or just if you've been in a relationship, friendships go through this, siblings go yeah, through this. Yeah, but I would I would say more so for marriages or like serious relationships. People like, that you can't leave. <laughs> what are you trying to tell me? I'm saying that if we were boyfriend <laughs> and girlfriend and we went through some of the things that we went through, I don't know if we would have stayed together. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> you would have dumped my ass a long time ago. <laughs> what have we stuck? But like you went through things and then I've gone through things. We've had our soloist moments. It's made us so much stronger. It has. And that's I why know. it's beautiful. That's why it, That's why I skipped Kevin <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted Stop. to get to that. Okay. Uh, um, so the episode actually closes with uh, a beautiful song as uh, Jack and Rebecca are washing dishes. Uh, it's actually by Inara George. It's called Release Me and it is stunning. Uh, she, Inara, the, 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 the singer she actually lost her dad when she was only five years old oh my god and gosh. she wrote this song release me because it explores the transformative power of grief from the perspective of her mother yeah and it uh it recounts her mother's delicate plea for closure and uh-huh. tenderly articulating the inexpressible emotions that left behind in the wake of her husband's death which was again her father and the lyrics for this song are, are really gorgeous. It says, "My love, I will always love you, but I will never, I will never forgive you for being gone for so long. Oh. My heart forever a little broken. So many nights I've woken from a dream that you came back to me. So won't you release? Won't you please, please release me? I've been the best at doing the best that I can. I've spent my life in the shadow of a man. Now I want to be the writer of this song and a love, not just a longing in a world that is calling me to be free." Oh my God. Only I know what has been between us. Some people don't believe us. The things that have been spoken would leave anyone heartbroken. But never mind, I'm still a survivor, but I'm begging to be lighter. It's all on me to set this free. Oh my gosh. And when you think about those words laid on top of Jack and Rebecca's like 
real like mm-hmm. falling in love moment mm-hmm. and what that means to Rebecca later on when Jack dies yep. and how she's living in his shadow, but also how it actually re- reflects what Rebecca and women are going through at this very moment. I've been in the shadow of a man and I need to be set free. I am the one that has to write this story. I need to do this. Mm-hmm. And she'll never forgive Jack for being gone for so long, but it's okay. She still loves him. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, when you start putting all of that together, what a perfect, stunning, unbelievable choice. You know what was lovely? Was how you were so nervous for them and that dating and and not seeing each other and then meeting up in the in the grocery mm. store. You're sitting there biting your nails and you're like, you want to smack yourself and you say, they getting up married. Yeah, right. They have kids. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. And how wonderful that literally everything that Jack said that was important to him, that was his dream, came true. Right. Even though he died young, his dreams came true. Uh, final thoughts. Anything other than that, my darling? No, but I do have hot takes. Oh, you got a hot take. Well, I'm ready. I'm oh, ready. Oh, hold on. My, I'm ready. My, my final thought. Uh, is oh wait I just forgot my final thought. That's what you get. Oh my god! <laughs> what did I do that for? You'll get back to it. All right, hot you, take. I'm so excited. Right, the the fact that you first. had a hot take. The fact that you had Through. a hot take just threw me all off. Okay, you go first. No, well, hold on. Okay, Zoe is only helping Kevin. Yeah. Do this whole thing with Vietnam mm-hmm. because she is going to use him. She's going to use him up for her next documentary. Oh, my God. If she starts whipping out her iPhone and starts videotaping him, we know it's going down. She sucks, bro. Zoe sucks. I want nothing to do with her. Not a fan. Anybody that likes Zoe's on Planet Zippy. Stop. Stop. Some people (laughs) might like Zoe. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Fine. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. First, I think Beth is going to run for office. Really? Because Beth's better at it than Randall. Beth is a little bit more solid. She's been dealing with all these political people. She's been dealing with governmental stuff. She's already doing a lot of these That's things. That's a good idea. I think Beth's going to run for, for office. Oh. And she's going to tell Randall, you go make your money doing wind farming again, you nerd. <laughs> Love you. Okay. Nerd! Go back to what you did that made us all this money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go save the world. Okay, so I think Beth might run for I think office. she's more suited for it than he is. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Okay, you ready for my really big hot take? Let's bring it on. <sighs> Beth's going to get a drinking problem. <gasps> the shots really? of Beth drinking in this episode, they showed it twice on oh. purpose. And I'm really nervous, guys, if we start seeing... Remember how like remember how before when I noticed the fuse box thing and how it was going off and how he... Like, and I said, it, they're showing it in every single part of the perspective they, of the, the little three, the teenage three? They don't repeat things unless there's a purpose. Yeah, so I'm nervous that uh, it's going to lead to a drinking problem for Beth and that possibly Beth might be her because of her drinking. Oh my goodness. Uh, like that is a uh, fantastic, dare I say, that is an outstanding hot take. As soon as she poured that second glass, I was like, nope, this is on purpose. Wow. Very good. Well, are you ready? I don't to feel f- good about it. I don't feel good about it. Well, no. <laughs> but thank you. It almost sucks as much as Zoe does. <laughs> you ready to close it up? Yes, I am. All right, let's. I got a surprise for you. Oh, okay. Oh. Hey. I 
hope you're washing dishes right now. <laughs> no gloves. But never will I forgive you. Maybe with someone else rubbing their hands all over your soapy hands. All the ghosts. All the ghosts. Alright, guys, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us totally geek out about this downright amazing show. Now, one of the things that you can do when you're not driving is to screenshot the fact that you're, they're listening to this yes. and share it in an Instagram story or in a Facebook story. If you want to be hardcore, you can literally like share this on your newsfeed. You can say, who else loves that this is us? You can say, yeah, I'm going to be hardcore I'm going to be hardcore, okay? <laughs> share it. Let people know. Send the episode to somebody. Open someone's podcast app that's just collecting dust because a lot of people don't even know what this is. Sure. Well, you know who knows who this is? is Beth29PC on iTunes left us a great written review saying if you love This Is Us and you're not listening you're missing out. I began listening to Mary and Blake on their Outlander podcast so when they began a podcast about another favorite show of mine I was excited to listen. More than a recap of the show Mary and Blake analyzed technical aspects of the show and story development that I might not have otherwise recognized from the beginning opening theme to the show clip to introduce the episodes I feel all the feels in every episode podcast um, let me see sorry I got all lost I oh, no, got all lost I'm so excited oh, go, ahead. go ahead their personal stories add so much because everyone can relate to their storylines of This Is Us in some way I can't wait for them to uh, continue on and I get more excited well thank you and by the way we had our 56th review already that was from Donna Antaremi and she already has her shirt from the Marion Blake store it's actually it says Tuesdays are for the Pearsons. It was yes. in turquoise. Good job. Good choice, Donna. Nice. And we actually already had our 62nd review. You guys came out in droves. And that was by Juju happy. Nielsen. Uh, so Juju Nielsen, if you're out there, I don't know who you are. I don't know your address. I don't know nothing. But I'm telling you, <laughs> we got your review. You are the official 62nd review. Yay! So send me an email at over at maryandblakemedia at gmail.com. Listen, I don't want any imposters. Just juju. No imposters. I don't want fake jujus. That's bad juju. Oh, guys. I hope that you all have a fantastic, fantastic day. Can't wait to watch next week's episode, That Voiceover Man, the episode not to be missed. Or whatever he said. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, is the house burning down again? It's the Vietnam episode. With Voiceover Man. <laughs> Guys, thank you. My name's Mary. This is Blake. And this is us too. <laughs>